0: Welcome to The Reimagine Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Laurie. Today, we are talking with a new friend of mine, Justin Tristow, who is a meditation guide, breathwork facilitator, and overall, just a beautiful human who really embodies what it means to have a balanced masculine and feminine essence. If you have no idea what that means, no worries. We're going to be jumping into that today. We are reimagining the topic around masculinity and how men can begin to integrate the feminine energy into their lives. We also talk about how women can find the balance with their masculine energy. We go over variations of deep healing, how to process difficult conversations with people you care about during your spiritual evolution, and we also touch on what needs to happen before you can begin to call in more aligned and supportive relationships into your life. It's definitely some of the best advice that I've received, and it's certainly not what you think if you're someone who likes to overthink or overcomplicate things. So without me giving anything else away, let's go ahead and get into it. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the Reimagine podcast. This is the first time that you and I are meeting, and it's so cool that you've felt comfortable coming into my space to have this conversation. So I'm incredibly grateful. I have followed you on social media for quite some time. And I think that's how we originally got connected. And all of your posts and content is so inspiring and impactful. And it's very clear that you are guiding people both virtually and in person to a process of waking up to who they really are, and how they can further open their hearts and really live in the most authentic way possible. So before we get started, I would love to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes. Well, first of all, I always like to start these things off with gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful way to set the tone for the conversation. Mm -hmm. So I know before we got on the podcast and recording, I did express my gratitude, but I wanted to express it again for you and everything you're doing and for the courage that it takes to step forward into this beautiful podcast and the birthing of what feels to be something very important for humanity and all the souls you're going to be touching through this gift of yours that you're bringing into the world. So it's an absolute honor to be here, to be a part of this, to be in person. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't done a podcast in person, so it feels really good to just be in the texture of uh, each other's presence. So thank you so much for inviting me on here, first and foremost.
0: Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. I appreciate you coming into my space. Yes. <laughs> I know we're on the tail end of a pandemic. And so having that connection always feels good. And mm-hmm. so thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you. So for those <laughs> that don't know me, uh, my name is Justin. It's been, a, it's been a long ride. It's been a beautiful ride for me to be where I'm at now, which is why I'm incredibly grateful to be able to have others see me in a way where my voice matters, you know, where my stories and the things that I've been through actually can be a catalyst for someone else's life to be received and it has medicine and, and quality for someone else to to receive and and to feel like it can transform someone else, you know? I've always known that what I went through and my story was going to eventually serve others Mm -hmm. and i believe that everyone goes through something catastrophic in their lives to then be medicine for our brothers and sisters that surround us and i think your question was kind of just how i got into this healing space of um yeah just healing and spirituality and things of that sort and and it was exactly that you know life or god or the universe or source or whatever whatever name you want to put into this higher intelligence uh, put me through put me through the mud and, and and what they call the dark night of the soul in, in spiritual circles. And, you know, about six, seven years ago, I was a different person that you're staring at right now. Um, I still had the happiness and the love and the peace that I had on my face, but within my body, within my soul, within my spirit, I was a completely different person. I was struggling with, with deep depression and anxiety and panic attacks and so many things that do not feel comfortable and that I would not wor- wish on my worst enemy. And at that time, you know, no one really knew what I was going through. No one knew the things that were happening within my soul, within my spirit, because I did a great job of putting what they would call like a poker face on. And I feel so honored to be able to speak these things out loud now because for me to express that I was going through depression and anxiety and and all these things, it it was something that was very hard for me to express out loud to those around me. And that actually made it quite worse, um, being that I wasn't able to speak these things out loud that were a reality in my my reality. Mm -hmm. And um, it was through going through these transformational processes in my life that really brought me deeper into asking deeper questions about what i'm here for what's my purpose um you know for a long time i just didn't feel as if i was here for a reason i i felt like the best way i could put it was uh, an alien that got landed on this planet earth that uh i just didn't get why i was here it didn't make sense you know yeah and it uh it really got to a point in which i felt that I just didn't want to live anymore. And for me to express that obviously openly yeah. now, it's it's beautiful for me to be able to do that in an open way because for a long time I would never do that.
0: Was there something going on in your life that was triggering the anxiety and the depression that you can put your finger on now Yeah, that you're able to reflect back?
1: Beautiful question. I mean, I think in a, in, in, a, in a larger perspective, I think I think that all of this happens for a reason. And, and there was a grand scheme. There was a there was a divine play, is what I like to call happening yeah. in my life. But there was in a in a minor scale, there was things that were happening. And, and I think we kind of spoke before we started recording about at the time just me yearning for approval and validation and success. And you know, at the time I was around like 18 years old, fresh out of high school. Um, I wasn't the type of person that wanted to go to college. Mm -hmm. So none of that stuff kind of um, was something that intrigued me. So I was always drawn towards entrepreneurship and watching other success. And at the time, I mean, social media was just such a big thing in my life. And the moment everyone that I was following, you know, from from the Gary V's and the Grand Cardones and all these, you know, yeah. successful men per se, all driving the Rolls Royces, flashing the money, having the women, all these things, as a young man, I was taking in and and kind of almost judging myself for not having, and that kind of led me into a, an anxious state of what am I doing? Why am I not having these things? And that that kind of sh- made me strive for for perfection or what was seemed to be a facade of perfection at the time, um, which potentially caused the anxiety and just the feeling of of not being enough at the time and and feeling like I should be somewhere else instead of you know the present moment at that time.
0: I love that you're bringing this up because I think there are so many people who are chasing something that's beyond themselves for whatever reason. I think it's okay to admire an entrepreneurial lifestyle, but not at the expense of your physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being, which is where I think people get it twisted. And it's interesting because I think our body will tell us when it's time to start going in and your panic attack was clearly a catalyst to a much larger lesson.
1: Yeah, well, I think you just kind of let something be a beautiful insight came through as you were speaking that I think to carry forth on the story was, I believe that it gets to a point in your soul or your spirit where it can only take so much, you know, and for me, it was it was that exact thing that happened. It was it was a specific event that happened that I believe was very uh, mystical in its sense that I can't describe what truly happened that day. But there was a day where, where I believe that the dark night of the soul actually started. And I remember it like it was yesterday and going back to what I was saying for most people, it gets to a point where it's either you're going to listen or God's going to make you listen, Mm -hmm. you know? And for me, it was that it was a specific day where I remember where my whole life got shooken. And from that day forward, my entire life changed. I was never going to want to experience that amount of suffering ever again.
0: Do you mind sharing what happened that day where you felt like I do not want this to happen ever again?
1: Yeah. So the specific event, um, it was, I remember specifically I was on the border line back from Mexico. I had just gotten, I don't share this story a lot actually, but, um, I had just gotten back from partying in, in Rosarito. And, um, I think I was 18 at the time, something along that nature. And, um, Me and my buddies were on the car ride back, we were just getting ready to cross the border. And I don't remember exactly what happened to me because I really do believe it was mystical in its sense. Mm -hmm. But it was it was almost as if I had a panic attack beyond panic attacks. And um, at the time, I didn't know what was transpiring in my body. so. Uh, I was sitting in the car and I literally, we were just about across the border. And if anyone's familiar with borderlines, you can't get out of the car when you're that close, you know? So I immediately get out of the car, not knowing what's happening to me. I was having a panic attack, but it was much larger than yeah. that. And um, I had no shoes on just because I was kind of just chilling in the car. And, and I was walking, not knowing what was happening to me. And, you know, to, to, to long story short, it was, it was as if I was being bathed in what I would like to call like higher frequencies. Um, it, it was very tangible for me now that I can look back on it. I didn't know what was happening, but my whole body was kind of like going into a, a shock. And from that point forward was really when my depression and, and the anxiety started to get really bad because oh, wow. it was a, that was like the traumatic experience that, that shook me to the core. Ever since that point forward, I really began to ask the bigger questions like, why am I here? You know, uh, I, I just feel as if there's something bigger, you know, and I'm tired of, of viewing my life from this perspective. Um, it, I'm done with it. You know, I don't want to continue to suffer this way. Those the actions and the, the daily things that I was continuing to do that weren't causing me to to serve something higher than me. It really began to become clear From that point forward, that that there was something larger happening, even though at the time I I couldn't grasp uh, what was happening. But Mm -hmm. uh, it was that it was that from that point forward, where my life really began to change. Wow,
0: it's very interesting that all of this manifested through the form of a a panic attack and Mm -hmm. an anxiety attack, if you will. I think sometimes when we go through moments like that, like the initial reaction is people either divert the direction to medication, Mm -hmm. or you know they try to find ways to distract themselves from what they're feeling. But I mm-hmm. do agree. I think that there's something to be learned when our body is having almost this physical experience, like something is being told to us and it's mm-hmm. really important for us to listen. So after that experience, did you just immediately know to start diving into healing work of sorts or was there someone who kind of showed you the way?
1: Beautiful. Yeah. What I do feel called to to say is there's this quote that uh, a dear friend shared with me one time and And it goes something along the lines of, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's what happened for me in my life was, uh, the teacher ended up showing up in my life in the most miraculous way, um, in the most beautiful way. And it it felt angelic in the way that it was presented, uh, very divine of sort. And it just so happened to be that it was this man that was practicing Really beautiful healing work that I feel as if was literally placed into my life in divine orchestration, and it was through that that meeting. And, and these are these are like stories and, and archetypes that happen and, and throughout time. You know, this is very normal for a guru per se to come into someone's life and to shake someone to their core and to to bring more of truth into one's life and for me it was a, it was a beautiful man named Francisco Hara uh I'm I'm just so enjoying that I'm able to to put his name out there cuz he's such a beautiful man and I'm so grateful for everything he's done for me just mm-hmm. allowing himself to be that angel uh, and he would never never um I think the age of the gurus is over and and he <laughs> mentions that right cuz it's there's no there's no need to cling on to a guru anymore but he was an angel in my life that that I believe was a reference point is the best way to put it to remind me of, of who it is, what it truly means to be divine, what Mm -hmm. it truly means to embody purity, you know, what it truly means to walk the path of service with an open heart. And it was shortly after that encounter that, um, a lot of different things uh, began to happen. You know, what they would like to call synchronicities nowadays in, in most spiritual circles. And, uh, the books began to 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 be uh, introduced into my life the teachings began to be introduced into my life slowly but surely i began to understand uh specific things that would continue to i like to call them breadcrumbs from god yeah you know these breadcrumbs just continued to to pour forth into my life and all i had to do was just listen and follow listen and follow
0: mm-hmm. you know trust
1: and yeah, trust trust and surrender and um, yeah, that was what kind of just brought me deeper into to what I like to call just ancient teachings of, of truth,
0: mm-hmm. you know? And, Fantastic. Yeah. What are some of the books that were introduced to your life that have had a dramatic mm-hmm. effect?
1: Yeah, um, so many. I mean, so many. Uh, what, I, what I would, more introductory for, for people that may be listening, that, that may be starting their path.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really enjoy uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, that was one book that really shifted my life and in, re- in relation to my anxiety and things of that sort, just reminding me to be uh, infused and intoxicated with the present moment and all that it that it that it really gives us when we begin to drop into it. That was a beautiful book. There was another book that was given to me by a dear brother named the Surrender Experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not remembering the, the author's name, but that was another beautiful book.
0: Someone else just told me to read that. Interesting. <laughs> I also, I was introduced to The Power of Now when I was in college. Mm. I personally didn't get around to it until this entire quarantine period. I had it sitting on my shelf. And when I decided to get off social media, I had four months to just dive into all different sorts of work. And this was definitely one that I marked up with a ton of little stickies. Hmm. So you've done a lot of work around helping men recognize the true meaning of divine masculinity and learning how to embody and integrate that. Can you explain and elaborate on what divine masculinity is so that we have a better understanding and why men shouldn't shy away from this topic?
1: Yeah, it's such a huge topic right now. I mean, uh, if there's if there's any topic that I get mostly asked in my in my direct messages and just from people on social media is around this topic. And uh, there's something really important about a man embodying his divine masculine. You know, I I believe and I know just from the men that I've grown up with and and my. Um, near surroundings of the toxicity of of men and the way that we've we've been brought up and it's it's very important to note for the men that, that are listening that it's not our fault.
0: Mm-hmm. you know
1: uh, we've we were taught by by what our parents were taught and they were taught by what their parents were taught and, and vice versa. However, we cannot we must take responsibility for for who we are right now and we can't blame anyone that is coming from. We can't blame our parents, our parents' parents, or the friends that we grew up with, and and things of that sort. But uh, going back to to divine masculinity and, and and just embodying the more divine, holy essence of what it means to be a man in in the most beautifulest way, it's so important. You know, for me, I grew up with not the best reference points, as I mentioned, for men, mm-hmm. and and. As we can see, it's kind of hard for me to to speak on these things, but as we can see out there now, there's not a lot of these reference points when it comes to men. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so tough right now for men to begin to embody these qualities because of the lack of reference points. So I believe that there's a deep calling. There's a deep inner calling for men to begin to step deeper into their hearts, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I do a lot of men's work, and, and a lot of the men that surround me, it's quite obvious that that we've lost this connection to our hearts. Yeah, you know. And when I when I really began to tap deeper into this essence within me, which is what I like to call the feminine essence, and for those that that follow me on social media, know that I'm such a I'm such an advocate of of empowering women and and empowering the feminine. You know, because of the fact that, and this is going to become much more, much more clear in the, in the in the next coming decades and years. But it is through the feminine and the honoring of the feminine that we begin to become more whole.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, because we're living in a masculine-driven society right now. I don't care if you're a woman or a man. You know, there's there's that's a whole nother topic, but yeah. we have to we have to first understand that we have to first understand that we have both masculine and feminine energies within us, whether we're a man or a woman, mm-hmm. you know, but we're living in a, a masculine driven society. And it's quite obvious that to balance that there needs to be feminine. There needs to be this feminine energy that needs to be honored again. That needs to be respected and cultivated. And it was through me honoring my own feminine essence that I begin to balance. I I begin to feel more whole. Yeah. And that's really what's happening on a larger scale right now in society is is we're all entering into these feminine voids. Yeah. Is what they would call it.
0: Backtracking to the reference points you mentioned for men that find themselves in a similar position following similar reference points, ones that are primarily being driven by this hyper-masculine energy how do men start awakening to the fact that tapping into more of this divine masculine essence is actually more of a beautiful and a strong thing to be doing as opposed to something that might ultimately seem soft to someone who is unfamiliar.
1: Yeah. Well, I, 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 beautiful, I mean, beautiful what you just said. And I appreciate you bringing that back to its, its core, its root. Um, yeah, if if I can, it's such a vast topic, right? But we've been taught as men that it's that it's weak to be vulnerable, that it's weak, you know, to, to, to be vulnerable means to be weak or to be soft. But there's strength in vulnerability, there's strength in, in openness and in honesty and love and walking with an open heart, you know, and I really do think it comes back to the reference points that we have that we see in the world today you know, we are who we are, who we surround ourselves with. So if you're surrounded by a bunch of men that think that, that they have to do something to be someone or, or, or they have to take this path to become a a full and a whole man, that's all, you know, you know, And, and, and at some point in my life, that's all I knew because that's all I surrounded myself with. And that's why it may take that catastrophic event for most people to awaken Mm -hmm. you know and and i really think that's what's beginning to happen right now is is this feminine essence this void is becoming so real in the world right now that that there is going to be no other way there
0: has to be an integration of some kind or at least yeah the ability to acknowledge that there's something that needs to take place
1: yeah and and i think what's also important to note, just what you're mentioning is you know some men look look at me and, and and think that i may be soft or that i may be weak and and actually i don't really get that too much but
0: i don't think so <laughs> thank
1: you thank you well the ultimate interesting part right to go back to your question is people think that the moment that you become this this more embodied and whole individual by by cultivating this feminine essence means that they think that that's going to, going to stop their success or their drive. I wake up in the morning inspired. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning and I take action. Yeah. But it's led from my heart versus my mind. It's centered. It's grounded. It's aligned. It's it's in integrity with the whole. I I, I respect. I honor. I'm in reverence for everything that's around me. And most men think that you're going to lose that quality or of life. But it's, it's quite the opposite. It's, it's the ultimate paradox. It's the moment that you really begin to release control of how you see the world being and, and that control that you think that you have of life. The moment that you release that control is the moment that you really begin to take what the Buddha would call right action. And right action is aligned with the universe. It, it, instead of destroying, it, it creates alongside everything. It's like nature. Yeah. You know, nature is feminine. Mm-hmm. Nature is is flowy. And we must return back to this, this creative flow that we all have access to. But that for men, it's going to take really embodying and respecting and honoring their own feminine essence mm-hmm. to then begin to create from a whole and centered, grounded place.
0: Is there going to be an opportunity for, you know, most men to be introduced to this way of living, which is more integrated? Or do you think that there's just so many people that are walking around completely turned off with that switch not even flipped where it, that we may not even get there?
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I think there's it's inevitable at this point, you know. Uh, the the mystic inside of me sees that no, that there's no other way. There's no other way. Right. Well,
0: that's refreshing.
1: Well, and, and 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 I think that's that's the mystic inside of me, right? That sees beyond everything. But if I if I can play practical for a second, I believe that it's men like myself. It's it's the men's group and the men's circles that that begin to become created, like the things that I'm doing, the things that a lot of my brothers that surround me are doing, it's us men that become the reference points for other men to begin to see that, wait, there's a better way. When men approach me, and I mean this in the most humblest hearted way, when men come into my space, into my aura, and know who I am, and they see the quality of life that I'm living, the love that everyone sees within me, the respect that I receive from other women, and, and just all the beauty that surrounds me, they begin to look at me and they say, There's something about that guy. There's something about him. And mo- 90% of them probably won't say that, but I hear them. I see them. I feel you.
0: And they're curious what you're doing. And guess you know what, what that
1: does? That, that. that all we need is is more men to begin to cultivate these qualities, which is why I'm so inspired to continue to uh, grow my men's group and and do more deeper healing with with mm-hmm. my brothers. Because it's 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 that moment that we begin to feel what it's like to to be whole in in both our masculine and feminine essence that really catapults. That balance that we're all seeking. So it's, it's happening right now. And it inspires me so much to see the men that are doing the work. And, um, you know, I received so many messages from so many of my beautiful sisters, um, in so many ways in person and on social media, just, you know, yearning like why, you know, where are these divine masculines? Where are these men that are doing the work? And I feel you I hear you, I see you, but I promise that it's happening. And it's happening at an accelerated rate. Although it may not seem that way, you know, with the physical eyes, there's a deep transmission and there's a deep activation, if you will, happening within men. And I promise there will be no other way. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's inevitable. And um, like I said, it's it's the reference points that begin to become the catapult for, for more men to understand that there's a better way to live life.
0: So for those who don't know what a men's circle is, can you explain what takes place within a men's space, such as the type of circles that you host and why coming together with your brothers is so important?
1: Yeah. So, uh, for those that may not know, I I facilitate breath work and it's something I'm really passionate about and and the real reason why i believe god blessed me with the ability to facilitate breathwork in such a way is because i see breathwork as as the feminine i see it the divine mother is behind every breathwork session that i host and and the reason why i say that is because of the fact that we enter into these places within our bodies in a physiological standpoint and a spiritual way that taps us back into our heart that allows us to feel vulnerable and the, the, the things that I see through the sessions of Breathworks that I host with men and women, but specifically men in, in, in conversation that we're having right now, they finally begin to feel again. They finally allow themselves to feel. And when a man remembers what it is like to feel, everything changes I see men laying on the ground, eyes closed, tears flowing from their eyes, body shaking. I can see it as I speak. And they're remembering. I get chills talking about it. They're remembering. I I, I see them remembering. And in the moment that they open their eyes right back up, they look at me different. They're looking at the world different. They look at the sisters next to them different. They're not looking at them with an agenda anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not looking at them through their sexual urges. They're not going out and running and and, and answering their phone calls because there's a deal falling apart. They're completely infatuated with their heart. They're seeing the world from different eyes. And it, it takes commitment and devotion towards their heart to allow themselves to feel that way again, you know, and, and and that's what it is. It's cracking your heart open and open again and again. And that's why I'm extremely infatuated with breath work is because it gives us the opportunity to come together and to feel again.
0: So obviously I have never attended a men's circle, of course, but I think this is definitely a space that should be encouraged. I have always come across different spaces on social media that have somehow ended up in my line of sight because, you know, as a female, I'm curious to know what type of opportunities there are for men to come together and get that kind of raw and vulnerable um, conversation going in a safe container. Mm. So I want to jump forward since we haven't touched on this yet, but for women who have seemingly been beat down by toxic relationships with men who are most likely not operating on a more integrated and loving frequency, how do women heal that deep trust that's been bruised with the masculine essence? And how do they begin to call in a more elevated and aligned relationship? And before we go ahead and dive into this, I want to give a feminine perspective on this from my personal experience since I'm you know, a female who has had my trust deeply bruised by men and I've had to go to great lengths to heal that and cultivate a very profound sense of trust with my own intuition in order to identify if I'm engaging with a person who's truly operating from a place of love rather than a place of somewhere where there may be a hidden agenda or some sort of deception in general and I know I can speak for a lot of women that I know they feel the same way even though you can be incredibly intuitive and the veil is really thin and you can you know spot somebody who's not genuine more immediately in many cases there are a lot of men out there who do a very good job putting on a mask and sometimes it's so good that we can't tell what's real from what's not real.
1: Such a vast topic again, right? And it's, (laughs) it infuses me and it's so intriguing, right? You know, and and once again, I just received so many messages from my uh, beautiful sisters. And the one thing that that came to mind as you were speaking was honoring your intuition again, right? Uh, You said something beautifully just a second ago about how you can now almost pierce through the veil of the toxicity or (laughs) the lies per se, the falsity of the field or the men or the people that are in your lives, that's because you began to honor your intuition again. The women are extremely intuitive, much more than men. You know, We ha- we all have intuition, but it's known that women are connected much deeper to their, intu- their intuition. And I believe that it's through... Uh, a lot of things that have happened thousands of years ago that I talk very openly about now to to a lot of the women that I work with that uh, there was a time thousands of years ago where women were known and known to be the 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 light carriers of wisdom of all things wisdom beauty and love you know and men actually honored there was a time where we honored women above all you guys were placed in and honored in your kingdom, you know and and it was until the greedy powerful selfish man came along and seen the power that you guys held within your bodies within your hearts within your womb space that we the men began to see that there was a way to take advantage and to to claim this power back because we didn't want anyone to be more powerful than us we wanted to be the ones that were at top And these are potent truths that have happened back in the days. And it was through this literally ancestral woundage that women began to fall deeper and deeper and deeper into the shame and the repression of who they truly are within themselves. And it's been a long time. And it's just so happens that now we have a lot of women that just find it so hard to trust their intuition. And it's through a bunch of trauma through their childhood and ancestral uh, woundage and things of that sort where, where we just find it so hard to trust this intuitive ability. And it, it's so simple. It's really the simplicity behind it is following that intuition, following your heart, following your womb, following that that infinite wisdom that is latent within you that is waiting to be remembered and awakened once again. And it is through healing, it is through healing and honoring your own essence that you begin to turn these dormant codes in your body, which awaken once again, your your femininity, your divine feminine essence that leads to so much beauty, so much love, so much truth, in your body and and, and it reflects back into your life and i think another thing that you're mentioning is just inviting how do we invite in more conscious relations and this is a huge topic because there's a lot of women um if i could speak just so humbly from my heart that that speak on this you know how do we begin to attract the conscious relationship and That's a question that needs to be asked by oneself because you are the one that's actually attracting the Mm -hmm. toxic men. So if there is a bunch of toxic men or you're in a a relationship that may not be as, uh, you know, that's not serving your highest and greatest good, it's time to stop pointing the finger outward and, and start to point the finger inward. What are you not honoring about your own self? what are you not respecting about your own essence that's causing you to continue to attract these men into your field? Because I know a lot of brothers that, that are completely conscious and that are really embodied and they're everywhere. They are truly. And our inner reality is a reflection of our outer reality. And that was a quote that forever changed my life. So anything that I'm attracting in my field is because of what I'm allowing to be attracted into my field. Right? So, It's all about self-inquiry and going within to ask these questions within ourselves to see why we're attracting these unconscious relationships time and time again. And I've done this myself, you know, I used to attract a lot of partners that were not uh, the most safe and loving, but it was because of the woundage that I had within my own being that was causing myself to manifest and create this reality that was not serving myself
0: the answer is really so simple and it's
1: mm-hmm. it all
0: starts with you and it all starts from going within so even though these topics are so large there's so much to be said about the wounds and where they may have been <laughs> passed along from and wanting to shift the blame and like put it on your parents or you know anyone who had a, a relationship Like all it comes down to is, you know, putting that aside and then working on that healing process. Mm -hmm. And so you just simplified (laughs) something Mm -hmm. for me because sometimes it almost seems larger than life. Like this process is difficult and it's a long road. And yes, healing is a long road, but it doesn't have to be
1: strenuous. Yeah, uh, it
0: doesn't have to be strenuous. Like it can be so simple as to just start and, you know, start asking yourself like simple questions and then forgiving yourself along the way.
1: Yeah, there was this video actually that came into my field this morning and uh, the the title was Stop Being So Serious. You know, don't don't take life so seriously. And I think there's a lot of people in this new spiritual age, this new spiritual walk of life that are just taking things so serious.
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, the trauma and and the woundage, it is very much so something to to respect and honor because it is real and there's a lot of work that needs to be done. However, You can literally get yourself tangled into a mess through this new age spirituality that's happening right now. And I was a victim to this for many years, you know, actually up until recently, it was really when I began to stop taking life so seriously and just stay in the present moment.
0: I'm really glad you said that. And I can relate. I think a lot of people get stuck in the web of new age spirituality so much so to where they dig themselves deeper into their wounds and their issues I found myself doing that in the beginning until I recognized that it was actually okay to release and liberate myself from all of the things that would come to the surface. So I had this question just come up because a friend and I were talking the other day. One of my friends is starting a family and she really wanted to have little girls because she thought with all of the lessons that she's learned in her life, she'd be able to instill positive values, which would lead to them becoming awakened women But now she has two sons, and we were having this conversation the other day around how she can be a good mother to boys in order for them to eventually become awakened men. Since I'm not a parent, you know, I have my own generic answer to that question, and I'm not sure if you're a parent or not either, but for someone who is focused so thoroughly on integrating positive masculine traits, what can someone in her position do to be helping develop young boys?
1: Hmm. Wow. It's a beautiful question. I've never mm-hmm. had that asked, And it's the first thing that comes into my mind uh, when you ask that question is I truly believe that that this new generation that is being birthed and this is the mystical in me again. So forgive me. There's new generation of, of, of babies that are being born or are being literally being born with a new DNA coding. Right. And, and if I could put that into English what that means is they're already becoming birthed into this world in a much more pure state than me and you and our parents have came into this world. And that's just the the natural stage of evolution, involution and evolution. And and I truly believe that, you know, that's the mystical in me, right? Like I I, I believe that they're already coming in with, with specific genetic codes that are gonna be much more pure than, than things that we have ever seen in this planet, you know? And it's through the work that I'm doing that my son, if, you know, if my son, if I end up having kids, you know, are going to be much more a cleaner vehicle. They're going to be much more pure. They're going to be much more wholehearted. They're going to be much more whole when it comes down to the holistic view of life. Right. So I would, I would definitely invite that into the space. But in regards to just raising boys, it would be, very important for them to have a, a safe family dynamic, right? So if there's a husband involved, if there may not be, understanding and understanding that that it really starts with conscious parenting, right? So if you're not a conscious parent yourself, right? That's going to reflect back on your child. For me, for example, my a lot of the wounding that I believe that I picked up on was because of my parents. Right. And it's not to blame them, but it's just the reality that they were the two that I was closest with growing up through very delicate ages um, in my in my growing process. So it's known, you know, through epigenetics and, and all these beautiful scientific studies that through the age of zero to 21 are when our spiritual bodies begin to develop. So our bodies are almost like sponges. And that's really what creates our personality throughout our lives. So with that being said, it's really the people that you begin to surround yourself with specifically your parents play such a vital role so it's about really being that beautiful role model yourself going back inward and 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 knowing and trusting and being a beautiful role model for your sons to have um, reference points for you know And, and it is through that that they begin to to embody who you are you know your your essence
0: for parents who don't know what healing looks like maybe they're part of a past generation that didn't get the opportunity to be so open and vulnerable with their their wounds and their issues or maybe they just haven't gone through this type of process of self-assessment in their life how do we as their children effectively communicate and involve our parents in the unraveling process that we're going through without them taking it personally or feeling guilty.
1: In relation to our parents, uh, if I could speak kind of just more personally, it's been an interesting process for me to enter into this new stage of my life of of like this deep healing work, for lack of a better way to put it, and, and still continue to have an evolving relationship with my mom and my father and it's kind of interesting because I've played probably every archetype in the books in in regards to that because I at one point in like the beginning of my journey I was the one that kind of blamed them you know for the things that they pushed upon me and and kind of almost was playing this harsh victim role towards them you know and then I evolved into more of a going inward. And and I believe that actually, to be completely honest, when you really begin a deep level of healing, the work that you're doing internally in, in the most beautiful way, you don't even have to be in relation with them or speak physically to them to scare them with anything that you're going through because they may not be aware of these things like you mentioned. The work that I've the most potent and, and transformational work that I've done have been in what I would like to call like the astral realms or or these these other realms that we enter to enter into for those that are familiar when we're healing. And and the amount of woundage that I've been able to clear and heal and forgive between my mother and my father have been without them actually physically being present with mm-hmm. me. Right. That's why I always tell people when, uh, for example, let's just say we're doing healing with someone that has passed away, a mother or father, they don't have to physically be present to to unravel the woundage that you may have with them. You know, like it would be not easy, but it would be possible for you to close your eyes and, and enter into these spaces where. Uh, that's comfortable with you to do this healing and, and you can very much so tap into the feelings of abandonment or, or these things that you may be holding on to, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that I would definitely invite into the space. However, I've also had the most beautiful healing, actually, even recently with my parents and the level of evolution and refined conversations that I'm able to have with my mother and my father Um, with what I've been able to cultivate at first, you know, uh, I'm sorry, at first, they used to think I was crazy, you know, maybe because I wasn't fully embodied uh, with the truth that I was speaking. But I always tell people truth can't be faked. Consciousness can't be cheated. So the words that are being spoken from my mouth, whether they want to receive it or not, it's being felt. You know, the authenticity of, of, of my voice and, and the truth that's being spoken is landing in their hearts, whether they want to accept it or not. Wow. It's kind of beautiful that you asked that question, because that's something I haven't really fully entertained, of just kind of how I've navigated in that navigated it in my life. And I've done it. So uh, what I would like to say elegantly, because I think there's a balance between, between bringing them in when they're required you know, and honoring your voice when it's meant to, but there can be a a time and a space for that. You know, Mm -hmm. for me, I really enjoy conversations where there's a, a sacred container that is set, right? I was just talking to my mom yesterday, the difference between having a conversation when when she's cooking and I'm over here you know, doing something else and and we're kind of yelling at each other from across the room, the quality of that conversation probably isn't gonna be uh, deeply received in that way. But the most beautiful, and I hope someone takes takes this with them and runs with it, the most beautiful transformational work that I've done with my parents and, and actually just people in general is when I set a sacred container for us to have a beautiful conversation and and we're looking at each other in the eyes. We may be sitting down. There's a candle lit. There may be incense, um, and there may be tea involved, right? I mean, it's it's the sacredness of that intention of the conversation makes all of the difference. It's right? gentle, it's so gentle. It's deli- It's feminine, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 the beauty behind it. It, it energy. Once you begin to understand energy and, and and the subtlety of life, you begin to see how just that. The magic of doing that will make all of the difference of the texture and the outcome of the conversation, right? So if there is a conversation that's needed between you and a mother or you and a father, it may be smart to to invite them into this container, make them aware of, of kind of just how much it means to you and, 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 and the depth of the conversation that may be coming, you know, and, and I promise it'll be something that you've probably never experienced before for those that are listening. If, if, if you set that a container, yeah, you know,
0: that's very good advice. Very helpful advice. So before we wrap up, I want to leave listeners with some information around how they can identify whether or not they are truly living within their most embodied essence. So let's go ahead and start with the women because I know sometimes it seems like maybe you are or you think you are, but then you realize, you know, oh, wow, I actually, I'm certainly not. So what is one question that a female can begin to ask herself and reflect on to figure out whether or not. She is living in her most embodied self.
1: One of the big ones that comes into mind first is something that we also did speak of is honoring our intuition. You know, we've come so far from as, as, as women, and this is, once again, it's both right. Not to get confused. You know, we both work on both energies. Um, but you know, an awakened woman honors her intuition. She, she's in complete intoxication with oneself She is not seeking approval or validation from any man, right? She honors her heart above all else. She does not need anything externally outside of herself to fulfill what's happening inside of her. She is connected to the entire universe and the entire universe is connected to her. And she understands this she is the living embodiment of nature she is the trees she is the wind she's everything she's the elements she's everything all in one right she's the living embodiment of of all right and i mean if that doesn't get, if that doesn't get no, me.
0: that's 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 beautiful that's perfect perfect description thank you okay and then how about for your brothers what questions can men reflect on and ask themselves to figure out if they are living in their most awakened sense of masculinity
1: it's so important for in my case you know and, and just for my heart for for men to begin to open their hearts and lead from this way uh, i believe that it is through the hands of men awakened men that the world begins to change right once a man begins to learn and, and understand and cultivate The ability to walk and lead from his heart, that's when the world begins to change. Everything around us, the buildings, our communities, businesses, our lives begin to shift when men begin to lead in service from their hearts. You know, a lot of men are leading in and from all the wrong places and it's time to return back to our hearts.
0: Thank you all so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and learned something new. I know I certainly did. During this podcast, it felt like I was in a portal with Justin's presence. And in the time that we spent together, I had so many new realizations come through. It was truly such a gift to host him. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe or send it to a person who you think might benefit from hearing these messages. If you would like to connect with Justin on Instagram, you can find him at Justin Tristan. T-R-I-S-T-A-O to keep up with him and his endeavors or you can find updates about this podcast and recaps of the episodes by following Reimagined the Podcast on Instagram. It would mean so much to me for your support. Thank you again for listening in today and I will see you guys next time.